Good afternoon, this is Quintus Curtius, and welcome back to the podcast. And the subject of this podcast is going to be men's clubs. And we've often talked about, well, maybe we haven't often talked about, but you you often hear talk about the fact that there are so few arenas or venues left for uh, men to come together and discuss issues of mutual concern, of interest, or of any subject at all. And we all know why the reasons for that are. We know the changes that have gone on in society and the prevailing culture and what it emphasizes and what it tries to shame and marginalize and denigrate. Everybody knows that. We all know that. We don't really need to rehash all of that. But I thought it would be useful to really see, to really illustrate for listeners here just how far we have, I suppose, fallen from the days of our predecessors here uh, on this subject here of men's clubs. And the subject came up here as I was reading. I've been reading for the past couple months uh, in various, uh, interspersed between reading other books, but I've been working away at this uh, wonderful uh, Life of Samuel Johnson by James Boswell. It's over a thousand pages long, and I wish it would never end. And I've talked about it, I've written about it, I've quoted it many times before in recent uh, months. So you've, you're probably getting tired of me doing that, but doesn't matter. I'm going to continue to do it because it's it's so, so great. But there's a selection in here when Johnson was getting close to his um, uh, age of his demise, when he was 74. He did things to stay active, and he formed another literary club in in uh, in London. He had started a couple of these clubs. And over time, you know how people tend to just drift away from clubs after a while. But he uh, Johnson, in his declining years, thought it would be a good idea to get one more club together. And he did so. And this one was called the Essex, either the Essex Club or Essex Head Club. It's not really clear what, what the name of it is, but... Uh, I'm gonna. What I'm going to do is read for you uh, this selection here from the book. This describes how the club was formed and the rules of the club. That's really what is so interesting here in this podcast. Is what were the rules of this club? And the date here that we're talking about is 1783. This was a, a London gentlemen's club, 1783. And I'm going to go through here the the um, the sort of the the background to this and then the rules of the club and you will be able to decide for yourself what you think and try to draw your own conclusions from that all right so it says here i'm going to read here from the book notwithstanding the complication of disorders under which johnson now labored he did not resign himself to despondency and discontent but with wisdom and spirit endeavored to console and amuse his mind with as many innocent enjoyments as he could procure Sir John Hawkins has mentioned the cordiality with which he insisted that such of the members of the old club in Ivy Lane as survived should meet again and dine together, which they did, twice at a tavern and once in his house, and in order to ensure himself society in the evening for three days in the week. He instituted a club at the Essex Head in Essex Street, then kept by Samuel Greaves, an old servant of Mr. Thrale's. And what I'm going to do now is read a letter uh, from Johnson to uh, Sir Joshua Reynolds describing the club. And just a, a little bit of an aside here, look at how 
different the ethic of, of Johnson was from the whiners and complainers that we have today. This was a guy who was suffering from real physical ailments as he was getting older. He didn't just sit around and whine and cry and, and bemoan the state of the world. He knew that he needed to find social outlets. He knew that he needed to find activities. He knew that he needed to find people with which to associate. So he formed his own clubs. And this really is the, the type of ethic that we just don't see anymore. Everybody now wants to sit around and whine and complain. But in those days, people really didn't know that they were maybe deprived or that they had uh, physical limitations. They just did things. Within reason, obviously, but they did things a lot more readily than I think older men do now. People were not as soyish, for lack of a better word, as they are now. All right, so let me read the letter here from Johnson to Reynolds. He says to Sir Joshua Reynolds, Dear Sir, it is, in, it is inconvenient to me to come out. I should else have waited on you with an account of a little evening club which we are establishing in Essex Street, in the Strand, and of which you may be sure that you are desired to be one. It will be held at the Essex Head, now kept by an old servant of Thrales. The company is numerous and, as you will see by the list, miscellaneous. The terms are lax and the expenses are light. Mr. Barry was adopted by Dr. Brocklesby, who joined with me in forming the plan. We meet thrice a week, and he who misses forfeits two pence. <laughs> if you are willing to become a member, draw a line under your name and return the list. We meet for the first time on Monday at 8. I am, and etc., Samuel Johnson. So I guess this club met at the Essex Head, maybe a tavern or a pub or something. I don't know uh, what uh, what it was. In the Strand. Maybe I should go try to find this place next time I'm in London. I think I will do that. I'm going to try to find this place and take <laughs> and take a picture of myself in it. All right. Now, here are the rules of the club here. The rules of the club. And this is really what's great here. Just wait till you hear this. And it's... Uh, it's um, it starts out with a motto from uh, John Milton, and it says, Rules, and here's the quote from Milton. Today deep thoughts with me resolve to drench in mirth, which after no repenting draws. All right, and here are the rules themselves. Okay, I'm going to read them off, one after the other. They're not numbered, but you'll get the idea once I start reading. The club shall consist of four and twenty. The meetings shall be held the meetings shall be on the Monday, Thursday, and Saturday of every week, but in the week before Easter there shall be no meeting. Every member is at liberty to introduce a friend once a week, but not oftener. Two members shall oblige themselves to attend in their turn every night from eight to ten, or to procure two to attend in their room. Every member present at the club shall spend at least sixpence, and every member who stays away shall forfeit threepence. Interesting. You actually had to spend money. It's great. The master of the house shall keep an account of the absent members and deliver to the president of the night a list of the forfeits incurred. When any member returns after absence, he shall immediately lay down his forfeits, which if he omits to do, the president shall require. In other words, you better pay up. There shall be no general reckoning, 
but every man shall adjust his own expenses. The night of indispensable attendance will come to every member once a month. Whoever shall for three months together omit to attend himself, or by substitution, shall, nor shall make any apology in the fourth month, shall be considered as having abdicated the club. When a vacancy is to be filled, the name of the candidate and of the member recommending him shall stand in the club room three nights. On the fourth he may be chosen by ballot, six members at least being present, and two-thirds of the ballot being in his favor, or the majority, should the numbers not be divisible by three. The master of the house shall give notice, six days before, to each of those members whose turn of necessary attendance is come. The notice may be in these words, Sir, on blank, the blank of blank, will be your turn of presiding at the Essex head. Your company is therefore earnestly requested. One penny shall be left by each member for the waiter. Johnson's definition of a club in this, in this sense, in his dictionary, is, quote, an assembly of good fellows meeting under certain conditions. An assembly of good fellows meeting under certain conditions. And, you know, those, and that's the end of the rules. You know, you have to love, uh, you, you just have to love the British. You just, I'm not afraid to say it. I, I have to say it. You have to love the British when you read, <laughs> you read something like that. How magnificent that is. I mean, it's just great. It, there, there are specific rules you have to attend. And if you're going to be there, you need to spend at least a certain amount of money. That cuts out all the cheapskates. And if you don't show up, you forfeit a certain amount of money. And if you show up again, you have to pay your forfeits. You have to settle your accounts. Because as we all know, a gentleman, a true gentleman, always settles, settles his accounts. Wonderful. Absolutely fantastic. And, you know, I can't help but think that if someone were to try to establish a club like that today, what do you think the reaction would be? All you would get is whiners. Whiners, complainers. Oh, it's not fair. I, I shouldn't have to pay. I don't I don't know what's going. I, I got to pick up my kid at soccer practice. I can't be there. And me, 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 me. You can, you can only imagine. You can only imagine the whining, the complaining, the soy uh, excuses that would be laid down. But at the end of the day, sometimes I wonder if we're just not worthy of the traditions of our ancestors, at least not yet. We have a lot of work to do. There's a long way to climb. We have a long way to go before we can get back to that ethic. And what do I mean by ethic? I'm, I'm talking about structure, rules, discipline, order, and obligations. You're expected to attend. You will show up. And you're expected to participate. And I think there's real wisdom in that because men need structure. Men are structured animals. Men uh, blossom when they are around each other. They blossom in groups. They thrive in that collective spirit that is promoted by a, a, an assemblage of like-minded fellows. And to me, there's nothing better than that because I, I can only imagine the great memories that these gentlemen would have together just by congregating several times a week, talking about the affairs of the day, of the day or whatever, whatever, and having a way to get out of the house. 
You know, people just don't do that anymore. And they really should. You know, they really should because they they will find when they do that that it um, it enhances and it um, it helps other parts of their lives as well. So this is just something to think about. Something something to think about. And what I would like you to do is listen to those rules again, and then try to imagine for yourself what do you think would be the reaction today if someone tried to set up a club like that and what do you think your rules your ground rules would be for proposing a club so think about that all right that's enough for now i'm quintus courteous good night